Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is January 24th, 2024. It is Wednesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Grimoire Society. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is... Oh, no, we don't have a quote of the day. Oh, no, I panicked. I panicked. I paused and I freaked out. We don't have a quote of the day. I'm so sorry. But let's move on to cranberries. We've talked about the magic, the history. So now let's talk a little bit about cranberry lore. And this comes to us from bluejaybotanicals.com. So as a plant native to North America, indigenous people have enjoyed the delicious and nutritious benefits of cranberries for thousands of years. So when settlers arrived, they met this incredible fruit for the first time. They were so enthusiastic about cranberries that laws had to be made to prevent over-harvesting in the wild. In the 1700s, cranberries became the first fruit of the New World to be sold commercially in London, England. The first commercial bog in Canada was planted in 1870 in Nova Scotia, and commercial bogs are now in BC, Ontario, uh, BC, Ontario, and Quebec. Uh, so there is lore about cranberries and fey folk. So cranberries were homes, share uh, homes with fairies, and they both love bogs. The glowing lights seen hovering over marshes at night were said to be haunting fey folk, luring travelers to the eerie depths of the bog. They were known as jack-o'-lanterns or will-o'-wisps or will-of-the-wisps and these lights are scientifically known as marsh gas so this idea that like cranberries and fey have like this connection due to bogs i think is really cute uh oh there's a quote here as doors to the next world go a bog ain't a bad choice it's not quite water it's not quite land it's an in-between place ransom rigs all right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from travelnoir.com, and it's five spellbinding destinations to learn the history of hoodoo in America. So first we have New Orleans, of course. The Big Easy is usually the first place that comes to mind when someone brings up hoodoo. The practice is alive and well in New Orleans. Its history built on Catholicism and Creole culture became the perfect grounds to cultivate hoodoo spirituality. A major part of NOLA history is the legendary hoodoo spiritualist and healer, Marie Laveau. The subject of many films and shows, travelers still visit Laveau's grave in uh, when in New Orleans on a guided tour. Beyond Laveau, New Orleans has a deep magic seemingly unfound in other destinations. Next, we have Chesapeake Bay. Some hoodoo practitioners who work with plants and natures are called root workers. One of the most famous stories of root workers comes from Frederick Douglass's autobiography. 
In his book, Douglas ran into a slave woman in the woods of the Chesapeake Bay after escaping from his uh, enslaver. The woman was named Sandy Jenkins, and she gave him a route to place in his pocket that was magical and would protect him on his journey. Manley's Neck Township. Dr. Jim Jordan was a licensed black doctor in North Carolina in the early 1900s. Jordan was skilled in both traditional and natural medicine. Using his knowledge of indigenous herbalism and medicine, Jordan treated patients from all over the country who traveled to Manley's Neck's township for his remedies. He'd also learned conjuring practices from his uncle using hoodoo to help others in the community. St. Louis. Unbeknownst to most, St. Louis is a huge energy portal. The Midwest city sits right next to the Cahokia Mounds, an ancient indigenous burial site, and hoodoo has been alive in the city for ages. William Wells Brown, an enslaved man who came to St. Louis from Kentucky in the 1800s, documented uh, in, um, enslaved hoodoo practices in the city extensively in his books. And then finally, Memphis, Tennessee. Podcasts Unearthed Memphis did a deep dive into the city's connection to hoodoo and magic. Memphis carries many nicknames, but one of them is Mojo City, seemingly hinting at the mojo bags carried by hoodoo practitioners. Memphis has a link to magic full of root workers, conjure men, and two-headed doctors. The podcast noted that the earliest artifacts of hoodoo in Memphis were founded in the Hildebrand Plantation in the 1800s. Interesting. They say historians have found charms, coins, um, created by enslaved people to ward off evil, heal, and protect. All right, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Only the elusive and exclusive witches, eminent in their communities and ever attuned to the murmurs of the world, are privy to the Grimoire Society's monthly missive. Not for the frivolous, obtuse, or inattentive, our cereal caters to the creme de la creme of witching society, imparting knowledge, amusement, and the art of conjuration at every turn of the moon. Safely ensconced within your witch's cabinet, nestled between the eye of Newt, or consider presenting a subscription to the fledgling witch, new to the neighborhood with a yearning for the enchanting camaraderie of the witching world. Only $5 an issue, free shipping, U.S. only, at thegrimoiresociety.com. All right, we are back with a listener question. This comes from listener Kimberly. Kimberly says, I want to go to more witch festivals, goddess conferences, pagan festivals, etc. What are the best ones in the U.S.? So many festivals happen in the summer, and I'm eager to find witch-centered ones. Thanks. Now, of course, uh, which one's the best is subjective, right? Everyone has different goals when they go to these things, whether they want a giant conference where they can meet a lot of people or they want something, you know, smaller and more intimate. There really is no uh, real way to subjectively rank, we feel like, virtual events, uh, you know. But there are definitely quite a few. I know that there's one in uh, in Salem that goes on in the fall. There's uh, Hexfest in August in New Orleans. 
There is the one at Sleepy Hollow every year. And how we used to find these was through WitchVox, a website that would kind of be this gathering place for people to post, you know, retreats and festivals and camps and conferences, but they have since shut down. So now your best bet is to look on Facebook. I know it sounds super simple, but it kind of is. So you go to facebook.com and you can click on events and you can search in your area. And typically you want to put in things like festival, conference, circles. And yes, we have to like wade through some stuff. Sure. But it's a good one. Another one I've done is Eventbrite. If you go to Eventbrite, you can see what's going on in your area and look for spiritual ones. So it really is dependent on what you're looking for, whether you want to join a coven or you want to go to a public circle or you just want to go to rituals or if you want to do the big thing with the big names. Um, most places have local pagan festivals. I know Nashville has Puff Pagan Unity Festival. Uh, there's so many. The problem is that there's so many and they're so different. So it's just really, really hard to give advice on that because again, it's wholly dependent on what you're looking for. You know, I, uh, pagan festivals aren't my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, just not really my vibe. I'm really much of a more intimate, uh, environment person. Um, I can find way, you know, too many people overwhelming. So the bigger the event is typically not something I personally want to go to. I like to go to really small things where I can get to know people more one-on-one -on -one, or at least more intimately, you know. Uh, but here's the thing. You're going to find one. You're going to find a few probably. The, the key is just about knowing what you want and finding one in that way. But let's see what other people say. And then I did want to go over just some tips for when you're attending a sort of spiritual conference. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Kimberly then says there's Celebrate Samhain in New Hampshire. See, this is kind of hard because it's kind of like asking, can, can someone recommend a movie? It's like it completely depends on what you want. So no one's actually really able to help here. Uh, oh, we have a few. Uh, convocation in Michigan, Lunar Fair in New Jersey. Yeah, they're just, they're everywhere, you know? Witches Fest USA happens at NYC in July. Uh, there's online ones as well. But let me give some tips on how to attend these conferences. Uh, the first one is set an intention, kind of like what I said here, right? Like, you kind of have to know what you're looking for. I have definitely have been to events that were not for me. I did not have a good time and I wish I had stayed home, you know, and because I went to things that weren't for me, you know, I was going to these more campy pagan festivals alone, which typically has much older people, uh, typically not very warm people. <laughs> they typically are not quick to want to talk to anyone. They're not quick to want to share anything. Um, and probably going alone wasn't a good idea because I had no one. I just felt so like I left because I just, it was so lonely. And I was like, why did I come here? And uh, that wasn't for me. And now I know, I know it's for some people, not for me. 
Um, but I have found the ones that are really, really well scheduled and really organized. Uh, organization's a huge thing too. Uh, finding uh, which events that are well organized is extremely difficult. Uh, so that's a big part of it too. And so knowing kind of what you want, whether you want like a camp where everyone's just mulling around or like Ren Fair where you just can do whatever you want or if you want something that's tightly scheduled um if you want something that's more intimate or bigger if you want something that is going to kind of nurture spiritual growth or if it's more like a social thing you really have to ask yourself all these questions so know what you want right next set an intention what's your goal are you there to learn are you there to socialize are you there to explore are you there for just a fun weekend are you there to vibe like all those things matter like you know, the event I did in January that if like if you were coming just to vibe, that probably wasn't going to be a good one for you because we had a set schedule. We had people who were going to be there at a certain time, uh, things planned for certain times. Like you really had to stick to the schedule if you wanted to participate. But that's not for everybody, you know. Next, you really want to take notes in any presentations, classes, demonstrations you do. Uh, that's really going to help you later. Uh, funny story, uh, Kiki had taken notes at a friend's presentation in New Orleans a few years ago, and the pre and the presenter actually reached out to her and was like, "Can I have your notes? Like, I lost mine, and I really want to like put this in like a book." You know, so take notes. Yeah, you won't you don't want to forget the things that you found interesting or you learned. And sometimes there's a lot, right? There's some events where there's three classes scheduled at the same time slot and you have to pick which class you want to go to and then you got to run around. It's real easy to feel inspired during these classes or presentations. But then when you're back home and you're trying to remember what you liked, you might not remember because there was so much going on, you know. And finally, you want to Kind of reflect on the experience, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you would want to do different, uh, you know, all those things so that you know if that event's for you next year or if you need to try something else or if you need to shake it up. But yeah, um, there's so many. There's so, so, so many. It really just depends on what you want. If you want something more local where you're meeting local practitioners versus something that is in maybe a big city where you're meeting people you've never met before. So I wish I could just be like, here's the three good ones, but that's just, it's just not realistic for how we're all so different. You know, uh, I rem the one I went to that I was so miserable. I, I probably would have been less miserable if I had known anyone, you know, um, it's kind of you really got to figure out what works for you, what doesn't, what makes you feel comfortable, what makes you feel unhappy, uh, things like that. Because there is such an array, such an array from either really, really private to really, really open to really, really free flowing to really, really scheduled to uh, really large to really small. You really got to figure out where you land on those spectrums to figure out where to go. But then once you figure it out, there's plenty. Plenty to find. So, Kimberly, I wish I could have been a little bit more specific, but I hope that was helpful nonetheless. 
All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Brandon. Brandon, you pretty scrumptious woodland fairy. Portia Bishop, you innocent esoteric banshee. Sarah H., you beautiful bedazzled fae queen. And Yasha, you talented, thoughtful mongoose. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave today, we have a card pull from the Roast Iconic Oracle. And our card today is Legend. You are so goddamn good that they made you a mythical creature. Keep up the good work. Love it. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.